uh, you know, you're living with uh, our friend Jimmy right now, and I know he's been playing uh, Resident Evil Village. Have you been hearing him scream from the other rooms? I know he's, I know he's, he's openly admitted that he's a bitch when it comes to those kind of games. Is that what he's been screaming at? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wondering. <laughs> okay, well, yes, that that would be it. I'm, yes, it's Resident Evil Village. Okay, more than that like. makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> What's up, everyone? Welcome into Lighthearted Gamers, episode 41. Your laid-back, carefree, central news source of anything and everything video gaming related. I'm your host, Alex Light, with Sparky3. Hopefully, whatever day you are watching or listening to this podcast, you're having an absolutely incredible day today. And if you're not, well, hopefully your day can get better by listening to our terrible opinions on video games. Joining with me, as always, here in studio, I have my guy, Zach, over here. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, but why is our opinions always got to be terrible? Eh, just stay humble. That's not humble, that's degrading. Stay humble. We also have returning, he was a guest on episode 39, if you guys happen to listen to that one. We have John here in studio as well. John, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. Having, uh, having glad a good day? To, yeah, pretty good day so far. Glad to be back. Yeah, hopefully we can get you back on uh, here more often. I know, you know, Biomutant's about to come out here in a week. You know, actually less than a week, what, a couple days from now. Yep. By the time this podcast is posted, Biomutant will be out. Make sure you guys check that out. Because I did actually, I didn't know this. I don't know if you guys knew this. Uh, Biomutant's only run about like 20 people. I didn't know that. Yeah, no. Just found that out the other day. It's freaking badass. And I mean, speaking of Biomutant, what you going to run? You know, I don't know yet. Because I, I was, I was, you know, thinking about go ahead and just pre-ordering it so I can mm-hmm. get that that uh, pre-order bonus mercenary class. Yeah. So I was thinking about doing that, but I don't know yet. I, I've been, I've been looking at. It. I, it's probably one of those things. I probably won't actually have a decision until the until I have the game in my hands. I'm gonna run a buff samurai rodent. See, I was thinking about being a buff rodent. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. That 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 was calling to me when I saw it in like in a video breakdown. I'm just like, damn, the buff one's calling to me. It just seems it seems like a fun time. What about you, John? Do you have any thoughts on what you're gonna run yet? I'm not. I haven't quite made a decision yet. Uh, it's one of them I kind of got to get in and kind of look at it, see it for myself, yeah. see how it yeah. feels out. Yeah. After seeing some stuff about the character customization and whatnot, I feel like there's going to be a lot of fun with doing multiple runs of just different builds. Yeah, I agree. Um, so for this episode, guys, first thing I do want to address uh, that you may notice in the title of whatever platform you're on, as well as my introduction, I called the show Lighthearted Gamers. Don't think too hard about it. Uh, there was there was some uh, there were some discussions behind closed doors for a potential slight name tweak. The only thing that really affects you that you need to know is that this show is strictly going to be video games from now on. We're not going to touch on any movie TV stuff. Unless the movie TV stuff is video game related, then yes, we will touch on it in some capacity. But other than that, all that stuff's out the door now. Uh, with that said, also have an announcement. We do have a, video, uh, a movie TV podcast here in the works at Spark. E3. We don't have a name yet, but it's coming eventually. It's in the works. That's that's now a total of seven different podcasts we have here at Sparky 3 So make sure to hit the, the subscribe button, follow along, uh, so you can stay up to date with all the you know neat stuff we have coming out of here. Zach, you were about to say something? I mean, I was just going to say, as he said, we have no name for that uh, movie TV podcast yet, so if anyone wants to just throw a name out there, 
and see if we like it by all means. Yeah, that's a good point. Comment <laughs> below a, a name idea for a movie TV podcast. We may we may use it and shout you out for it. Um, okay, so for today's episode, uh, we got some E3 rumors and news to talk about. Um, you know, E3 is coming up really soon. Summer Game Fest starts a couple days before E3 starts. Got a few things there. We got some Overwatch 2 news. You know, this week was the two-hour gameplay live stream with Overwatch 2, and they've got some uh, some interesting changes that are happening with Overwatch 2 uh, that kind of got the internet, you know, talking a little bit. Uh, we also have some other things involving, uh, like let's say Destiny Two. Uh, we got some, we do have actually have some Biomutant stuff to talk about, just a smidge bit. We have the return of an old game that has not had a, a game since like the early two thousands. There's a new one in development set to come back, so that's pretty exciting. Uh, so we got a pretty we got a pretty good show going on here today, but. First and foremost, if you are watching this on YouTube, make sure to like the video. We'd appreciate that. Or dislike, either or is fine. Make sure to also subscribe to the channel. We'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, the Twitter handle has changed to correspond with the name change. It's now at LH Gamers Podcast. And then, friendly reminder, we do also have another podcast, Anime Manga Podcast, called Animan Plus. If you want to go check that out, we'd greatly appreciate it. You can follow us on Twitter there, at Animan Podcast. And lastly, if you want to support us further, the Patreon is a great way to do so. Do not feel obligated. Just listening to the show is fantastic. We appreciate you for it. Be a friend, tell a friend. But if you got you know a couple extra bucks you want to throw away, Patreon's a great way to do so, and we would appreciate that. All right, with that said, let's go ahead and jump into it, guys. Uh, so, friendly reminder, first up, like I mentioned, Summer Games Fest, it does start on June 10th. And the one thing that I thought was kind of interesting is there is a lot of developers confirmed for Summer Game Fest, including Sony, who at this time is not confirmed for E3. We're just safely assuming they're going to be doing their own thing with a state of play, yeah. like they do. But they are confirmed for Summer Game Fest, which I thought was interesting. And no Nintendo is confirmed for Summer Game Fest at this time. Uh, they probably won't be there. They're probably just going to be focusing all their assets into a Nintendo no direct for e3 um i, I did also notice that uh prime gaming a amazon games is going to be at summer game fest so that should be a good meme their new world is right around the corner you know like we talked about last yeah. episode it is coming out on uh the 31st um you know john you weren't here last episode when we talked about that do you have any interest in uh, new world the amazon games uh, mmo coming out uh it's one that i've i've looked into a little bit it might be something i end up checking out but I, it's not one I'm going to pick up immediately. I'll have to see how it's it plays like I'll, out. I'll see how it plays out a little bit and then may end up jumping into it at some point. I mean, we didn't we touched on it a bit last episode, Alex, but my big thing with it is like after watching the trailer and stuff like that, um, I don't know how I feel about the visual look of it. I mean, it may look better once actual see actual gameplay and whatnot, but mm -hmm. it. If I remember, because I did watch something else, I I got a lot of feeling like Terra for the combat system, mm -hmm. which I enjoyed Terra's combat system. It's just I don't know how I feel about the visual effects itself right now. Right now, that's fair. That's fair. And you know, it is something that we're just gonna have to see how it plays out, especially with how much of a crash and burn their first project was uh, being Crucible. So you know, that's gonna automatically kind of put everyone a little bit on edge a little bit. But uh, anyway. Uh, another friendly reminder for you guys is uh, Final Fantasy XIV, the PS5 version, launches uh, May 25th alongside patch 5.55. Uh, I think that's actually the day this episode goes up. So if you're a Final Fantasy XIV fan, the PS5 patch will be live. Make sure to check that out. As well as another little shout-out involving PS5 patch, uh, Last of Us 2, a.k.a. the most overrated game of last year. Uh, the PS5 patch for that is now live. Uh, but, hey, at least shout-out to the fact that it's going to be pretty much consistently runs uh, 60 frames uh, at all times. 
uh, I think, you know, it's pretty much like 90-something percent of the time it's going to be running 60 frames. So shout out to that. But it's still the most overrated game that came out last year, hands down. Easily. No contest. Alex isn't salty at all, folks. I, You know, it's funny. I actually uh, I saw a, uh, a post from, I think, GameSpot earlier where it's mm-hmm. just like, what is your unpopular gaming opinions? I'm like, oh, I have multiple. <laughs> <laughs> I, I typed up like a list. And I sent, I think I sent to Jack, and I'm just yeah. like, what more spice can I add on to this? Because it was just like, Mass Effect is the best. Mass Effect 3 is the best Mass Effect. Breath of the Wild is not the best Zelda. Last of Us 2 is overrated as, as can be. It's dog shit, basically. Sonic 06 was an okay game. <laughs> <laughs> you are by far part of, part of, like, the part of five people who think Sonic 06 is good. I didn't say good. I said okay. okay. So even that, that's might as well be saying it's good. Yeah, I said I said okay. And I'll, I'll also, another add a little spice there uh, is that I said God Award did not deserve Game of the Year. I mean, it's just one thing after another, man. It's just spicy opinions where it's like, it's like, what else can I add to just make people mad today? <laughs> like, let's have a fun time. Uh, okay, so also friendly reminder, the Overwatch anniversary event has begun. It's running from the 18th to June 8th. So if you are an Overwatch player and you want to get those exclusive skins, make sure to hop on there and grab those. Uh, with that said, let's talk about Overwatch. Let's talk about Overwatch 2. We did have that uh, two-hour gameplay live stream that I did not watch a single minute of. Um, but with that, we did get some map reveals. I know we're going to Canada for one of them. This, that looked pretty cool. I saw a couple other ones like um, Monte Carlo, I think, and that one looked actually really nice. Uh, but the big part, the big takeaway is that the PvP with Overwatch 2 is changing from 6v6 to 5v5. And it seems like it's going to be set from what they were saying, where it's now going to be two healers, two DPS, and one tank. What's you guys' thoughts on that? Because, I mean, I don't... A lot of people were actually really pissed off about this, but there was also a lot of people that were very supportive of it. I'm supportive of it, personally. I mean, I feel like it it makes sense. A lot of uh, popular games that are kind of in this same genre, you know, Mm -hmm. that have esports are 5v5s. You know, I don't think it's a big deal. I you know, I, I know a lot of people were, you know, pissed off that, you know, like Zarya players were pissed yeah. off because, you know, they, they work well with the second tank. Zarya and Ryan Hart's a good combo. But well, what's you guys' thoughts on the 5v5 change? Because I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's fine. I think it's good. Well, I mean, my big thing is because one of the other things we're about to talk about is that they've also changed up some skills and whatnot here and there, correct? And you have to think with, if they're changing skills, they're probably making it more applicable for 5v5, especially if they're looking for that specific set of two healers, two DPS, and one tank. Mm-hmm. But just like everyone knows, any kind of game like that, that may just be the standard. And if you find some way to screw it up and run like one healer, double DPS, double tank, go for it. Right. Or any other type of weird team setup you can get to work. So, mm-hmm. I mean, is it a big deal? Probably for people who are really just strict on the Overwatch thing as it's been years since Overwatch came out now. But mm-hmm. I think it's just going to be an adjustment period, honestly. Yeah, I don't and, re- I don't really think it's a big deal, in my And opinion. even then, some, they may keep both servers up, so if people prefer the 6v6, they may just stick with Overwatch 1. Yeah, I agree. What about you, John? What's your, what's your thoughts on that? Personally, I'm just more used to 5v5, yep. especially for these kind of uh, competitive... A lot of these competitive games, especially like, because I'm more experienced in MOBAs and they're typically five v five, so it's it's more of what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as uh, having certain roles in that in, I understand why you would want to have certain role locks in. Yeah, because it, it's like nobody wants to go into a game where everybody's trying to play DPS. Fucking true. But at the same time, I was I was 
I probably played the least Overwatch here by far. And it's it's not something that really connected with me. I mean, it might be something that I jump into and give it a shot, but right. uh for Overwatch 2, but as far as as far as kind of like Rolox could be a good thing. I and, I personally think it will be. Like I really don't think it's going to be a bad thing to the game, but you know, of course as as the as the Overwatch community does, it was uh, it set the, set uh, Twitter ablaze when mm-hmm. uh, this news came out, as to no really surprise because that's just the Overwatch community. I'll go ahead and just call it out like that. Overwatch community is one of the most toxic communities I've I've been a part of. Riot Games would like to discuss something with you about toxic. So what what now? I said Riot Games communities would like to tell you about toxic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's a big deal. People are making a big deal about it, yeah. but I think it's going to be a good thing. And people just don't like change in, yeah. in games they've been playing for a long time. Any change is going to be met with criticism and people firing back. Yeah. And, you know, it's also like uh, uh, Zach said, as far as I know, they're not doing, you know, they're not going to stop supporting Overwatch. Like from everything, the way Overwatch 2 has been built up this entire time is that they are, they are two different multiplayer experiences in terms of like, it's not even going to be the same, you know, PVP type of feel that Overwatch can give you that Overwatch 2 can give you. They're going to be literally two different feels. So like it's really is two different games. So people still want to do this. Just go play Overwatch. Not a big deal. You know, they're still going to release new characters for it. They're still going to continue to support it, you know, new maps and stuff. Just go play that. You know, it's no big deal. Stop bitching. Damn. <laughs> uh, okay, so next up. And when I came across this news, and we actually joked about this uh, before we started recording, I didn't know that this wasn't out yet. But uh, Destiny 2 Crossplay Beta is set to come out for PlayStation, Xbox, Steam, and, funny enough, Stadia. Uh, this upcoming week, I thought that was already a thing. Uh, I knew they announced it, like, last year, but I didn't know <laughs> that the Crossplay hadn't come out yet. So the crossplay beta is set to come out uh, next week, and I guess we'll see how that turns out. But you know, I have some. Sh- I haven't actually touched Destiny Two, but I never know when Destiny Two is ended because every time I think, well, that's less um, expansion or whatnot, they go, "Here's another one, guys." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm just like, "So is Destiny dead or no?" <laughs> I, they might just keep running with Destiny 2 and releasing content for it because at this point, I mean, they have their player base and some people jump back in when they release a new expansion. So they, I mean, they might just keep running with that as opposed to just I will making say a new game. I, I am one of those players. Whenever they release a new expansion, I will actually hop back on and play for a little bit. I enjoy Destiny 2. I just don't play it as much as I would like. I, would, I could play it, but I just don't. Uh, but I will say I don't. A Destiny 3 is, like, nowhere on their horizon right now. Like, right now, like, since they've split off from Activision, Bungie Mm -hmm. is, like, full set on making Destiny 2 last, like, probably, like, four more years or so. Like, uh, like they're all in on Destiny 2 right now. So it's just more expansions to come. I mean, that's good for them, and doing this crossplay will definitely help them then, especially for all their hardcore players to just keep sticking with until each expansion, so. Yeah, true. And, uh, you know, I made a little jab there at uh, Stadia. Uh, so we do have one little small piece of Stadia news for people just to be aware of. It's just kind of, it was kind of a funny thing that popped up. But uh, Super Bomberman R Online, it's like a Battle Royale, 64 players of Bomberman. It's only on Stadia right now, but it is coming to PlayStation, Nintendo Switch, and PC at the end of May. And it's coming to Xbox later this year. Uh, that's honestly probably just because they don't want their game to die when Stadia dies. That's 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 all it is, honestly. That's why I thought it was kind of funny. 
Um, next little piece of news that we got another thing that got really people talking this week. I got people kind of pissed off, um, is, you know, this is on Nintendo side and this is an interesting kind of conversation. Uh, you know, we got a new Amiibo announcement this past week and this Amiibo is for the Skyward Sword HD edition that is coming out in July. This Amiibo is a Zelda Loftwing Amiibo and at first glance, it's like, okay, cool. Awesome. Amiibo collectors want to pick this up. I'm going to try to pick it up. I like collecting the Zelda and the Smash Amiibos are the two that I like to get. Uh, I will say first First foremost, it is priced a little bit higher. It's priced at twenty five bucks. Uh, it's the second price increase on just a regular amiibo. Because I know when it was like Wii U Smash stage, it was like twelve bucks, and then I think now it's like eighteen dollars for a Smash amiibo. But Dang. this one's now up to twenty five. And uh, so here's 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 where people were pissed: is that this amiibo gives you fast travel capabilities uh, using it on Skyward Sword. They also they also made sure to include in the fine print that only this amiibo can do that. You can't use another Zelda amiibo and do this. So what it means by fast travel capabilities. So in Skyward Sword now, um, whenever you want to go back to the sky and do some fast travel, you have to like leave wherever you are and go to a certain statue. And then you can, you know, the statue of the goddess of Hylia and then go to the sky with this amiibo. You can literally be anywhere and go immediately to the sky, including in dungeons where you can just tap this, boom, to the sky, and when you tap it again, boom, right back to the exact spot. So the thing that gets everyone mad is that like, it's a really nice like quality of life improvement, and they've locked it behind an Amiibo because that's the only way you're going to be able to do that kind of stuff. It's a small like little niche thing like that where it's like, I mean, you played the original game without that to begin with. Mm-hmm. I understand it is a quality of life improvement, but... Everyone was very, very upset that uh, that this was locked behind Amiibo, and honestly, I can see I can see why. I can I, can, I get it. I mean, you're you're. I mean, people are just gonna write it off as like oh, it's not really that big of a deal. It's like, well, it's an it's an extra like quality of life improvement to the game that Nintendo's locking behind a paywall. So I mean, I can get the beef behind it. At the same time, like it is what it is. You know, it's still gonna sell. Yeah. We know how this shit works. Nintendo can, you know, like I think we mentioned when you were on, John, Nintendo will re-release stuff a hundred times and people are still going <laughs> to buy it. That's what that's what happens with Nintendo. But I don't know. A lot of people were pretty, pretty mad about that with that with that improvement being locked behind a paywall. You guys have any thoughts on that? I mean, not really any big thoughts because we always see stuff like this pop up here True. and there throughout every year just because any company, regardless who or what game or whatnot, any kind of paywall thing usually freaking bites people. It could be the dumbest thing, but if it's a paywall, people are going to get angry about it. Mm-hmm. And which I get it. I understand why people get angry about it, but True. at the same time, I'm just sort of like. It's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen, and not a whole lot we can do. Either you don't get it, and you don't give them your money, or you join with it and give them your money anyway. So, I mean, no win, no lose on this other than just paywalls. So, Yeah, and like I said, it's going to sell no matter what. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, it is it is a could be considered a little scummy to do it, but yeah. I mean at the same time, I mean, I kind of view it as if you buy a game and then like an expansion or something comes out that greatly enhances some of the base game properties, it's almost the same thing, but you're not getting the additional content from it. Mm-hmm. The fact that they're increasing the price on it, uh, kind of sucks, but. Yeah, because like I don't even like from the amiibo that I saw, I don't even think it's like a, a like a super massive one, kind of like my uh, you know my Breath of the Wild Guardian that I have hanging up in there. That one was like a thirty dollar amiibo, but that's a bigger one. I think the Zelda Loftwing, it's like it's like a regular sized amiibo, like kind of like the Breath of the Wild Guardians. Like it's not like an oversized one either. 
So that's kind of, yeah. So you're on the right track there. Shoot, yeah. they best have made that thing with the sweat of their makers. Damn. <laughs> I wonder if some people are also kind of like a little worried and getting upset because they're gonna want to buy it, but it's probably not gonna be available because everybody's gonna be buying it sure. as soon as Almost they can. Almost definitely. Everybody's gonna want to buy it. Like like you said, people that are just collecting amiibos and yep. people that are playing the game, and there's gonna be the group of people that wanted to get it to have the fast travel capabilities that aren't going to be able to do it. Yeah. And you know, one way that I related, I related this uh, to Josh, Josh and I chat about this personally is like, imagine playing sword and shield, right? And you can't call the Corviknight cab anywhere that you are. And the only way to fly is you have to go to like a singular point in a, in a in certain like cities. And that's the only way you can travel around the, the, the map of, of Galar. That's kind of how I related it. Personally. I don't know what you're talking about. I just ride my bicycle everywhere. Fuck flying. Okay, well, I mean, you live your best life, man. I'm not flying over to the Isle of Armor, okay? I mean, I'm not riding my bike over to the Isle of Armor. I'm not I'm not riding that, that water bike <laughs> over to the Isle of Armor. I'm good. I'll fly. <laughs> so, no thank you on that one. Uh, so, we do have uh, some specs here for Biomutant to come out, and I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, it kind of sucks for me, but it is what it is. Uh, Biomutant is set to have native 4K on the Xbox Series, uh, but for PS5, it will be in uh, 10, uh, 1080 with upscale to 4K, apparently due to technical reasons. Now, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a stupid, I'm not stupid, I'm not blind here. Okay, I, I'm fully aware that the Xbox Series is stronger. That's Microsoft's big push is to create the strongest console. But even so, I don't know. That kind of shocked me personally that uh, the PS5 wasn't going to have native 4K for Biomutant due to technical reasons. You know, eh. I mean, it's understandable, especially since we've talked before about how they're having to get another company to make a piece just so they can get out of this shortage of PS5. So yeah, my guess would be components. Yeah. And you know, involving that, uh, that shortage, you know, we talked about that and, uh, then it's just like immediately, like a couple days after we talked about that, Zach, uh, target put out a notice. I saw that Yeah, to employees where it's just like, Hey, people will be able to buy a PS five in, you know, but only for online pickup and it's going to be as limited supplies, whatever, blah, blah. I will say in terms of Xbox, I have been seeing more and more like pictures and uh, reports from uh, people online where Xboxes are actually starting to be in stores. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen some people say that they literally walked in their local Walmart and whoop, there's a Series S sitting on the shelf. Something that I didn't think we were getting anytime soon, but it's good to see that it is starting to happen because uh, I do have interest in picking up an Xbox Series at some point. Just because a few th- different things that are set to come out, you know, figure go ahead and get it, get it taken care of, kind of thing. You know, I know you being a big Xbox fan, you'll probably look to probably maybe get it later this year. Is it something that you're potentially looking at? Yeah, it's on its way right now. Is it? Because that wouldn't shock me if it was. <laughs> I don't think it'd shock John either. Yeah, it wouldn't. Yeah, that would not shock. Is it? Do you actually have one order? Did you no, get one? Yet. It's okay. sitting in a cart though. Oh, it's sitting in a cart. Man, fuck off, <laughs> dude. With all the gold over here, man. Um, so. I mentioned in the in the intro here we do have a uh, we do have an old game set to come back here. I'm kind of curious if you guys ever played this. I Heck no. Okay, because I never did. I never did. But I know a lot of people are big fans of this. But uh, a classic game, Time Splitters, is set to come back. Uh, Deep Silver Studio, who did Time Splitters, they have formed a new studio within their under their umbrella called Free Radical Design with some of the key founding members of uh, Deep Silver. Uh, these key founding members are the ones that have worked on the Time Splitters series, and they did confirm that a new Time Splitters is on the way. They have a plan for it and everything. And for Time Splitters uh, fans out there, that's awesome. But the only thing that i would say is 
that's a downside here is that they said that the game is confirmed. We're going to make it, but they have not started any development. So it's just like kind of announcing it a little early. I'm going to be, I'm going to be real. I mean, cool announcement, but a little early from that announcement. What it sounds like for me is just something that that group's always wanted to go back and make another one of. Cause I think it's, I think the last one came out back in 2007, I think. It's been a hot minute. Yeah, because I know there was at least two or three of them. Never touched one myself, but I knew that they were very popular at the time. Because mm-hmm. there was several of them. So, I mean, from this statement, it more or less makes it sound just like Deep Silver finally has some time to do something with to it. allow a team to do it. And it's just been a passion project of them wanting to go back to that series. Right. Uh, John, I'm assuming you never played it either. It's one of those that I've I only know of it because I've heard the name in passing. Right. But it's not anything that I've ever played or really even seen anything of. Yeah, that that's me as well. Like I, I don't have any interest in this. I did think it was kind of interesting thing. I thought it was good for the fans of the games, but I didn't have any personal interest. I was like, okay, hey, that's good. Shout out, shout out, cool, cool. Um, all right, so next little piece of news. This was actually originally going to be like a bigger piece of news with the original reports that were coming out, but then new reports came out and new clarification came out. So just a little tidbit for you guys, for the ones that maybe saw the original reports and never saw the follow-up. That's all this is for. Uh, is AT&T is selling Warner Media to Discovery to merge together. It's now going to be called uh, Warner Discovery. Originally, the report was WB Games was going to be completely just like split apart between AT&T and Warner Discovery. Uh, that's why that was originally going to be a major news. That was going to impact studios like um, Rocksteady, I think, was one. Mm-hmm. Whoever I'm drawing a blank on the name, but whoever does Mortal Kombat. Is that Rocksteady? No, that isn't. Uh, Who does Mortal Kombat? I want to say Infernal, but that's not right. No. no. it's Well, time for Google. All right. Well, uh, the studio that did like Mortal Kombat, the studio that does the you know the Batman Arkham series, which I think that one's rock steady. Uh, Avalanche, who is now currently working on Hogwarts Legacy. I mean, there was a lot of lot of games that was going to potentially be impacted by this. Uh, I know Gotham Knights, I think, was one. Nether Realm. Nether Realm. That's what it was. Uh, the, with the studio that's doing uh, Gotham Knights was going to be impacted by this with this split, which uh, would have sucked. Yeah, because I'm really excited for that one. Um, the, the Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League was one that's under this umbrella. So there was a lot of games and a lot of notable franchises here that was going to potentially be impacted. But the new news that people need to know is that WB Games is just going over to Warner Discovery, not being split up at all, not going to have to worry about that. So just one clarification for people that maybe saw the original news but did not see the follow-up. Discovery is the, like, planet channel, right? Yes. Okay. So my question here... <laughs> Since it's going under Discovery, are we going to get Earth Nature games of any sort? You know, that's a great question, and uh, I'm not the person to give you the answer. <laughs> I mean, I don't need an answer. I just want speculation. Because okay. what I need is another Realm game of Mortal Kombat with some 3D, full 3D arenas, which would kill the Mortal Kombat's original 2D yep, style. Yep. But just a spinoff for me, please. And just, just one spinoff. Yeah, just one spinoff fighting in freaking Antarctic or some crap. <laughs> just throw a penguin at somebody. Okay, I was trying to figure out where you were going with that. And I, <laughs> it did not land where I thought it was. <laughs> it did not hit home for him. 
<laughs> oh, that's funny, dude. Uh, well, one thing that may hit home for a lot of people is uh, is a little rumor that's out and about right now, and I'm sure we'll get clarification on this rumor here coming up around Summer Game Fest, E3, etc., is that uh, Call of Duty 2021, uh, which, from, first off, the rumors I've been seeing is set to be in World War II again, uh, but apparently the zombie mode is uh, to be developed by Treyarch, while Sledgehammer is going to be handling you know the the normal multiplayer campaign everything else because we already reported that Sledgehammer was taking 2021 game but yeah there's a there's a rumor right now that Treyarch may handle just the zombie mode which I think is a, a pretty you know a pretty cool thing to see because I know you know the games that Treyarch has done there's all the Black Ops ones mm-hmm. uh, their, their zombie modes have been much much superior yes to uh anyone else that's even attempted so you know hey if, if that uh, collab ends up going down for the new call of duty that that's gonna be probably a pretty good thing and we'll probably find out more about that here summer games fest or e3 uh because i know you know i don't think we ever got confirmation that uh activision uh blizzard was going to be at e3 but i know activision blizzard is going to be at summer games fest i do know that they are on that list you know i'm only assuming they're going to show you stuff about diablo immortal and new call of duty so We'll look forward to that. That'll be a fun time. Or Diablo Call of Duty. <laughs> Diablo Call of Duty. Hey, hey, man, you never know the possibilities. You know, they got to do something to pull themselves out of the fire that they've been in for the past, like, two years. I think I'd be more interested in Diablo Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> John's over here thinking about the possibilities. I mean, He's like, oh, that sounds actually, hold on, hold on, pause. That sounds I mean, dope. Take a little break from the regular Call of Duty action. Yeah. I mean, the new zombie game's just going to be going through the seven levels of hell. Yeah, exactly. Ooh, hey, that, I'm, we, we may have sparked a new idea. <laughs> Activision Blizzard, get on it. Let's, let's make this happen. Um, so Capcom recently announced that Resident Evil Village has now become the fastest-selling game in the entire series. Uh, that's pretty much thanks to Tall Lady. Yeah, no. Yeah, people, yeah. I don't know why. Well, I do know why people attach to Tall Lady, but <laughs> it, it's just it just takes that one character that everyone goes, yeah, this is going to be a thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, tall lady is the only thing I know about that game. Uh, you know, you're living with uh, our friend Jimmy right now, and I know he's been playing uh, Resident Evil Village. Have you been hearing him scream from the other rooms? I know he's, I know he's, he's openly admitted that he's a bitch when it comes to those kind of games. Is that what he's been screaming at? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I've been wondering. <laughs> okay, well, yes, that that would be it. I'm, yes, it's Resident Evil Village. Okay, more than that like. makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> The the heck did you think he was doing? He plays a lot of Minecraft. That's true. He does. I was like, what's he screaming at Minecraft? So, okay, that's fantastic. That's fantastic to know that he he is just screaming consistently at Resident Evil Village. Because I know he's openly admitted that he is a bitch when it comes to those sort of games. Like, I know that the Phasmophobia one, he said that's a game that he couldn't play when it was nighttime. He's like, nah, I'm good. I'm good, man. I I I don't play that at night. Once it gets night, I'm I'm getting off the game. Yeah, and apparently he played that with our friend M, so... Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. I love to hear that. See, now all I can picture at y'all's place, John is just hearing, Oh, shit, my pizza! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, it's it's funny. He ha- I have heard him running out of the room because he left the pizza in too long. Okay, since we since we mentioned that, I I, I want to tell this story for the listeners because this is just one of my favorite stories with one of our friends. It's just because of how stupid it was. Uh, this person we're talking about, his name is Jimmy. Me, Jimmy, a couple other people. John was there. We were all on a Discord call, having a good time, yeah. whatever. Just 
kicking back, playing games, and uh, Jimmy is literally mid-sentence about something. I don't remember just talking about something. All of a sudden, you just hear him yell, Oh, no, my pizza! And if you hear him throw his headset across the room as he runs out. We're dying laughing. But on the plus side, he didn't burn his pizza. It was still edible. And I think my in, in the tie-in of that story, when uh, Jimmy started living with John, my f- the favorite thing that John told me is the fact that that is a normal thing. That is possibly one of the best things I've ever heard is that that is normal where Jimmy's, oh, shit, my pizza, and runs out of the room to go get his uh, almost burnt pizza. Happens more often than you would think. See, that, that's fantastic. I love that. I love the That's hilarious to me. <laughs> okay. Anyway, now, you know, now that we got that story out, let's hop over and let's talk a little bit about Mass Effect because I love Mass Effect. So let's talk about that. Uh, so Mass Effect Legendary Edition did top the Steam sales charts for the week ending in May 16th. And I will say... That is awesome, first and foremost. And second, I really hope uh, a, a decent portion of those sales are people that's never gotten a chance to play the games. I really do hope that. I really hope a lot of people, you know, bought this to check it out for the first time. I really do. I wouldn't be surprised by yeah. that. So yeah, I really hope that's the case. And you know, you guys are literally in for like one of the best like sci-fi adventures out there. It is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, with that, with that release that we've had recently, the Normandy's recently been added to No Man's Sky as a limited time event. I thought that was pretty cool. No Man's Sky is a game that I've never played, but I I have just consistently gotten more and more the urge to try it have either you guys played it you guys play it when it was like you know a shit show when it came out or have you guys played it since it's gotten better i played it when it first came out okay I, so the shit show yeah i i played it for like six hours or something and requested a refund <laughs> see i haven't played it myself but my father absolutely loves that game oh really and he's got himself a freaking starfleet of ships so i'll just get to see him go around learning languages Taking ships, killing killing bandits, getting offered ships, and being that's junk, <laughs> and walk away. That's fascinating. Hopefully, he jumps in and gets to uh, you know do the do the Normandy limited time event. That'd be pretty. That'd be pretty cool. He has no idea what that is. He'll just see a big ship and go, "What the heck is this?" Yeah. Okay. Well, that's disappointing. Then never mind. Uh, random fun fact for you guys uh, involving uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition is uh, that if you romance Tally, they did change her face. Uh, going into the third game because she will, you know, obviously she's behind a mask. You never actually see her face. She'll give you a photo if you romance her that can be found in Shepard's quarters. And they did change her face where it's no longer a uh, stock image. The freaking controversial thing. Yep. Yeah, it was, uh, for anyone that does not know, uh, her picture that she gives you in the original games was no shit a basic stock image that they just photoshopped to look a little bit more like an alien. Like, you can, side by side, it's, uncanny i mean it's it they're the exact photos like it's just a free stock image of a i think if you google it's like you know beautiful girl at sunset or something like that stock image and you can you can find it so they did they did change it uh where it's more unique more it looks like something you know they hired a, someone to actually draw it this time so it does it looks a lot better than just that free stock image it makes me wonder why they made that decision considering they had made quite a bit of money from mass effect one and two true why could they not have done that back in three? <laughs> yeah, see, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, just, you know, they, they put so much time to with all of the small details across these games, but they couldn't do that. You know, like that, that blows me away because you know this from playing the games. The, the yeah. small details is unreal. Yeah, but they didn't do the small details on that. Oh man, that was that was the intern's job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we need you to make a picture. Yeah. Okay. Hey, I heard your five-year-old can draw. 
Yeah. <laughs> or can Photoshop. Yeah, basically. Uh, update on my Mass Effect journey. Uh, I have completed the second game as well. Clocked it about 28 hours. Uh, there was only a handful of things I didn't do. Uh, I didn't do any of the Firewalker DLC because I didn't. It, there's no point. It, it has no. It has no relevance on I three. I mean, it's there. Got to play it, man. Don't nah. just. Throw I've done it before. It has no relevance. So what? It's on a new game. Yeah, it's all right. I didn't do it. Scum. I did everything else though. I did everything else. Had a fun time. Did pretty much every other side mission. Had a great time. Now we're. I'm about ten hours into three, and uh, like I was telling them before we started recording, three on uh, my PlayStation Five feels incredible. Like I always, you know, Mass Effect Three already has great gameplay as it is in my opinion, feels fantastic, real fluid, but my God, dude, I, I, it, this feels absolutely just incredible. Like I, I don't want to play anything else right now. I'm so hooked to how fluid the gameplay feels and how it's, it's incredible. And you know, it gets me more excited for the possibility of the Mass Effect 3 multiplayer coming in because, you know, the director did come out and say that if there's enough request for it, they may add it in later as a little bonus. Like, here you go. You know, this is free. Download it. Have fun with it. Uh, with, you know, just playing this now again on the PlayStation 5 and just how incredible it feels, it actually does kind of low-key get me pretty excited for the possibility of, you know, a Mass Effect uh, 3 multiplayer. You know, Zach, I know back in the day you were a big fan of the multiplayer personally. Personally, I liked it. I just didn't like the fact that it tied into your ending. I did not like the fact they basically forced players to play the multiplayer to get the best ending. That is the only thing I did not like. Other than that, the multiplayer itself was fine. I liked it. but I mean, I've stated before my thoughts on it, so I'm not going to go too far. But yeah, I mean, I've always enjoyed the multiplayer. The multiplayer is fun. Even Andromeda, whatever the crapshoot that was. The combat Andromeda was fun. The multiplayer was fun, especially with the new fighting mechanics. And then threes was fun very much just because you get to play as different races. Yeah. That that, that 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 was one of the best parts is running around as a volus. I love I love playing as the volus. They were so they were so stupid. See, once I unlocked them, I played as a Geth Sentinel uh, and then a Forcha. Ah yes, ah uh, yes. And you guys are speaking another language right now. I know, and hopefully one day you'll you'll play this. Okay. I know you're not right now because you got Biomutant in your right, radar. I got closer. I looked at the Steam page. Hey, <laughs> hey, that's. Step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction. Uh, w- one last little tidbit on that before we move on. The Vorcha, I want you to know how much their their face bothers me. Why? I don't like the holes. Why? I don't like the holes. Why? I don't like the holes. I mean, it just looks like a burn patient. I don't like it. Get rid of it. Don't put it in the new one. I don't like them. The hell are y'all talking about? It's a ra- it's an alien race. They they're hideous and I hate them. They are not hideous. They are hideous. They have just a unfortunate natural facial feature. And you know what you know, now that I've expressed my hatred, you know how life is gonna kick me in the ass as as like uh you know, as karma here is that we're gonna get a Vorcha squad made in the new one. <laughs> just watch. <laughs> I was thinking about that earlier play, and I'm just like, huh, you know, I wonder if they're going to give us any new races for squad mates in the, in the new game. Because, you know, like, I mean, the one little, you know, tidbit of new thing they gave us in, like, Andromeda is a female Turian that's yeah. obviously new for us and ob- the new race, but that's that's yeah. different. But I was just like, I wonder if we'll get any new squad mates of a race that's already, like, a Batarian or a Vorcha or even a Volus. I was just like, yeah, that'd be interesting. An Elcor. Oh, yeah, yeah, an Elcor or a Hanar. I would love to have a hand art team because those are the ones that just strap cannons to their backs, right? Yes. Yes. I, I just give me a Volus 
and it's going to be me, Garrison the Volus at all times. It's going to be great. All right, so let's move on from there. Um, so uh, th- this was an interesting... <laughs> it, Just John's expression is great. Yeah, John is so lost right now. He, he, he doesn't know anything about that. It doesn't even sound like you're saying words, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> Volus, Batarian, Vorcha, <laughs> Turian, Hanar. I can see that. Oh, dude. One day, one day, John. John, I have a serious question. If I bought you the Legendary Edition, would you play it? When would I have to start? <laughs> After you've had some fun with Biomutant. Because um, once you're done with Biomutant, what do you have going on? Back to your you know 9,000 hours of Rocket League that you've played? No, Gloomhaven. 800. Okay, uh, well, whatever. Uh, no, uh, end of, end of June, uh, what is it, uh, I just lost the name of the D&D action oh, yeah. game. Yeah, Dark yeah. Alliance. Dark Alliance, that's like, I was thinking Dread for some reason. Yeah, no, that does come out, like, mid-June, almost in. I think so it's yeah. like June 25th that's coming out. Yeah. Oh, okay, well. So well I, I might, mean, I might have a little bit of time in there. I was about to say, I know I'm going to pick up Dark Alliance when it comes out, because that looks super fun. Might have a little bit of time in there, he says. Okay, well, I might buy if so. If I bought if I bought it for you, you would play it. Uh, the only reason I haven't bought it yet because I was going to actually buy it uh, was oh, okay right was on. because it came out and then like a week and a half later it's Biomutant. Yeah. and if I was picking between them, I'm picking Biomutant. That's fair. That's and then fair. W- when I have my fun with that, I'll probably pick it up afterwards and try to play it. Nice. I'm excited to hear your thoughts. We'll have to get you on the show. To hear your thoughts. Eh, you may not like them. <laughs> you know, knowing you, that's probably accurate. I probably won't. <laughs> All right. So next little tidbit of news that we got going on here, because uh, I do want to give some clarification to people listening, because I talked about this on an episode of Lighthearted, like literally I, I, almost a year ago. Like I probably talked about this like back in June sometime. Uh, and I do want to follow up on it just because I saw people with some very inaccurate, you know, um, uh, predictions and what they were hoping and to see. I want to put some things straight for people. So uh, I, IGN recently reported that Take-Two is set to release 22 titles between now and March uh, 2022. Uh, All right, shout out, shout out. Uh, two of those are actually set to be what they're considering, you know, big titles, big franchises. Literally all it is is NBA 2K and WWE 2K. Don't think too hard about it. Um, and they're actually set to release 60-plus over the next three years. That Shout out to that. Uh, IGN did report that GTA 6 is unlikely for 2021. Well, first off, no shit. First off. <laughs> yeah, let me go ahead and just throw that out there. No shit, it's not. Um, GTA 5 for the next generation is coming out uh, November 11th. We did get that confirmation, which I think is funny that GTA 5 is spread over three generations yep. of games now. And with that, I did also see, I don't know if this is for sure, so don't take my word for it, look it up, but I think I saw that there is no next-gen upgrade. You're going to have to buy the game again. I mean, sounds about right. I mean, just speaking on GTA itself, it mean, it took years for us to get GTA 3 to 4, then 4 to... Five. Yeah, and now five is like what eight years old? I think it came out in what two thousand thirteen. Was yeah, it thirteen? Sounds when right. When it came out. Yeah, I mean in GTA Five still making like a shit ton a of money. boatload of money. Yeah, and they're still updating the multiplayer for people. That's where yeah. the money's coming from, yeah, right there, like, man. They keep releasing stuff, and then people got to buy shark cards to buy yep. the stuff. Yeah, 
And, uh, it, and, you know, even just the game itself, man, it's still selling consistently. Where almost to the point, it's like, who the hell's still buying this game at this point? But um, I did see that uh, the GTA franchise, I think, has sold like 350 million units. Mm-hmm. And GTA 5 has made up like 140-something of it. Uh, which is, you know, alone, which is insane. Now, talking about GTA 6 and the clarification that I do want to make to people is I want to give people the the most accurate window when GTA 6 is coming out. And that's just based on um, uh, yearly budgets that was released by uh, by Rockstar. So, so for people to understand what we're talking about here, um, from April 22 to March 23, that fiscal year, Rockstar is set to spend $39.5 million on marketing across the board. Um, the fiscal year of April 4th, 2024, and March 2025 is set for $40 million. And the year in between those, the April, 20, uh, the April 2023 and March 2024, uh, Rockstar is set to spend almost $90 million in marketing. So Damn. if you're going to sit there and try to tell me that's not when GTA 6 is coming out, then you're insane. Like, I mean, I mean people can look at that and put two and two together. That's probably when GTA 6 is coming out. Is probably just, uh, what, fall of 23? I'd say that's the most accurate thing. Yeah, Pro- like that no- sounds ready. November of 23 is probably when GTA 6 is going to come out. So any other speculation people have, I-, I just I would not personally have it. I don't get your hopes up unless Rockstar says something otherwise. Yeah. Unless the official source comes out, just go ahead and just set your expectations for that April tw- uh, 23. I mean, uh, the the fall 23. Now, granted, it could always change. Let's not forget that. It could change. It may have to get pushed back a year. We know that shit happens, right? I mean, it's possible. But $90 million for that fiscal year year in marketing shit yeah that's when gta 6 is coming out man there's no there's no question about that so that's just a little tidbit for people now i reported on that like literally like last year when the, when it came when that when those numbers came out mm-hmm. i think it was like in june of last year is when i when i talked about it i just want to give a friendly reminder on it and if more gta 6 news pops up where people's like oh man it may come out like summer of next year i will again remind you about the marketing budgets and just be like hey let's temper some expectations here don't want to see people get horribly disappointed like we, you know like we tend to usually do in the gaming industry as gaming fans we'll get our hopes up over a certain thing and then just get brutally shattered and Nintendo fans being the most notable to do that. Nintendo fans are very brutally uh, notable for doing that all the time. Um, all right, so let's hop over and let's talk about some E3 stuff, guys. Let's talk about a little bit of E3 stuff. So as expected, it was officially confirmed. We already kind of knew this was going to be happening. Uh, Microsoft and Bethesda is confirmed to have a joint conference at E3. Uh, no surprise to that, obviously. You know, they are, you know, Bethesda is officially owned. And uh, Jason Schreier of uh, uh, Bloomberg did report that Starfield is coming out late 2022. And he said he's got other, you know, other things about it, but he wants to leave that to them to break it down. Uh, does, this, does, this, does this shock you guys at all? You know, like fall 22 for Starfield, does that have any shock to you guys? It has none to me personally. That's, that, that sounds about right. I know there was a few speculations that it could potentially come out this year. I, I just didn't think that was going to happen. I think we'll finally get a f- actual first look at the game here at E3. I do think that. You know, because we joked about last week that we still have no idea what this game yeah. is. But, uh, but yeah, Fall 22 for Starfield. What do you guys think about that? I mean, I feel that it's reasonable. Because mm-hmm. uh, they've been working on this project for a couple of years now already, right? Yeah, like two or three years. Yeah, so, I mean, they're really now showing stuff, letting people be aware of it and things like right now. So, I mean, for how Microsoft and Bethesda usually does stuff, it's about accurate time frame. 
of we usually start showing stuff a year or so beforehand, then slowly trickle more and more until right before release. So, I mean, right there at the end of 2022 into 23, yeah, that sounds about right to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can I can see end of 2022. I was kind of thinking more 2023. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, just because, I mean, the way a lot of way a lot of games have been games. I mean, when there's not a lot of games that get announced or get told, hey, we're gonna talk about them or it might be coming out that don't end up getting pushed like six months. True. Like that's been happening more and more frequently. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if they aimed for a 2022 and it ended up getting pushed to sp- possibly like spring of 2023. See, yeah, it wouldn't shock me if it ended up getting pushed back to spring. You know, as of right now, we'll we'll go off the fall 2022. But I agree with you; it wouldn't it would not shock me if it got pushed back uh, to spring. And uh, hopefully, we'll just get our first actual look at the game. You know, for <laughs> I don't know about summer's. I don't know about summer game fest, but I imagine for E3, uh, Microsoft will do their normal thing they always do and lead the show. They mm-hmm. use they usually are the first ones that we get to see every year, uh, so I imagine it will be the same. So we'll get to, you know, see what's going to go on with Starfield, hopefully, and plus other, you know, titles they have set to come out like Halo Infinite this fall, probably the new uh, Forza this fall, uh, maybe an update on um, Fable. Doubt it, but you never know. Uh, there was also the uh, announced Perfect Dark. At the mm-hmm. Game Awards, maybe getting a uh, little update on that, and uh, who knows? Maybe we finally get some sort of update on Elder Scrolls. That's it's a possibility. I doubt it. You know, I don't think they. I I don't think we'll get an update on Elder Scrolls because I just don't think Bethesda will want to overshadow Starfield. You know, because even though like we as gamers don't overly care about it because we don't know what it is. Bethesda wants us to care about it. That's the thing. Yeah, because it's ideally supposed to be the next new big IP. Yeah. To fit into that fallout and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll I mean, see. I could see them not wanting to talk about Elder Scrolls, mm-hmm. but at the same time, every time they don't at least mention it in some capacity, that's the only thing people ask about. True. It's like no matter what they show, people are like, well, what about the next Elder Scrolls game? Are you working on that? What's the name of it? Where is it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so maybe we'll get a mention of it. Who knows? I just, I, I don't know. Like, I would just see it as if they did mention it, it's going to overshadow everything else they just talked about. But who knows? It'd be nice if we did. I want some sort of update. At least give us like a title. A title would be nice. You know, that'd be cool. I, yeah. I'd settle for just a title. That's the only thing I would expect, if anything. I wouldn't be surprised by them just completely ignoring it for mm-hmm. this year but if they do mention it it'll it'll either just be we're working on it or here's the title i was about to say because last year all they gave us was that little landscape cinematic than year, the year 6. before yeah 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 that's all we got at the at the uh 2019 e3 so maybe just a title just give us that we'll be good um, all right, so let's let's talk about some um, Nintendo stuff involving E3. Uh, there was um, some reports that were coming out from a a someone who has gotten some pretty good stuff right in terms of leaks and you know reporting, but they've also gotten stuff wrong. So it's every you know all of this is obviously take it with a grain of salt. But uh, I wish I could remember the the name of the website. I know it's Zippo something. I just don't remember. I don't remember the full name. Um, but this is what they know from their insiders is that, you know, the, the, the first things we're going to talk about is stuff that is, that they are pretty damn sure about, or it's set in stone. And some of this is stuff that I do believe is a fact based on like, you know, I did some more digging on a couple of these things. 
it lines up where a couple of years ago, I think like right at two years ago, two and a half years ago, you know, there was some like job postings from Nintendo for like a new two, 2D game they're working on. It went into details over what the 2D game would potentially be and stuff like that. So it kind of lines up with, with, the, with this. This is what's coming at E3. But the first mm-hmm. thing is a, a new Metroid game but a 2D Metroid game by uh, Mer- uh, Mercury Steam. And that was one, that, when I texted you that, Zach, you were actually pretty okay with the fact that it was Mercury Steam. Yes, because I freaking love Mercury Steam. I mean, they don't have the most notable games besides uh, one of the, I forget, Castlevania Lord of Shadow series. Mm-hmm. They did both of those on Xbox 360. And before that on 360, they did Clive Baker's Jericho back in 06. And the most recent game they did, which came out in... Um, 2019 was uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, which later became uh, Space Lords, which was a free-to-play game, are the most notable titles that I'm aware of. And I mean, all their games are real fun. And the big thing with Mercury uh, Steam that I like is all their gaming mechanics always feel nice and fresh. Like, I, the most recent one, Space Lords, I played a crap ton of that. And it was a very good feel to an action-adventure game. It was a PvP game, well, PvEVP, where you more or less fought against AI units, complete objectives with a team of four, and it had a very interesting gun mechanic where you had where you could acquire and build guns for each character, and each gun had a different effect, so you had to do your build on that. There was a fighting, a hand-to-hand combat system that was set up in a rock paper scissors format, and the AI was mean as shit. <laughs> they would push your shit in up to your skull and then to continue to push it further. Oh Jesus. Yeah, no, the, That's a- brutal. the AI was fucking rough. <laughs> oh, that is, dude, that is brutal. Well, you know, and I just did a fact check while you were going on about that with Mercury steam. They did also do uh Samus returns, which was the 3ds Metroid game. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Yeah. So I, I did want to fact check that cause I was pretty sure that was the case. So it, it doesn't surprise me that they're doing a 2d Metroid game. That's going to mm-hmm. come out for the switch. Plus everyone needs to keep in mind. I know it's not talked about. I know it's very forgotten about, but this is the 35th anniversary of Metroid. Everyone fun fact, you know, I know it's very heavily overshadowed by Zelda and Pokemon. Um, uh, but this is the 35th anniversary of Metroid. Um, so it doesn't surprise me they at least have something going on because you know Metroid Prime Four is years away. Yeah. I mean, it's so a two D Metroid game. Apparently, from what this report says, that it's done. It is uh, it, the game is done. They're just waiting on Nintendo to announce it now. So probably going to announce it and probably you know knowing how Nintendo does things, um, probably come out September October. That's, yeah, that's just something what, like that. Yeah. Um, another thing that they that they were that they were told that this is for sure happening, which is something that Zach, you and I talked about a week or two ago is the new DK game. Yes. You know, we talked about that reminder. Also, this is the 40th anniversary of Donkey Kong. Just a friendly reminder. Yeah. Now this game is not necessarily going to come out this year, but this is something that it's going to be probably revealed. It is set to be development. It also is set to be 2d. That was one of the big questions we had. Was it going to be 2d 2.5 or 3d this, you know, when it says 2d, it's, going to probably just be the 2.5 uh and it is set uh to be developed by epd uh tokyo which that i do believe those are the ones that did do super mario odyssey so who knows it could be something more that you know, it's just inaccurate reporting i don't know we'll see um now this one i, I thought was kind of interesting and i'm kind of glad that we were able to get uh john on here for this because this is a question that you asked me on when we were talking about nintendo stuff with uh 
uh, E3 is that uh, apparently there is um, set in stone reports here that Intelligent Systems is working on a new Fire Emblem game. And that it is separate from like there's it's not like a three house sequel or anything. Uh, but from, this is now this part is fans. Fans believe based on various things they've come across that it is a, apparently a remake of a Genealogy of a Holy War, which was only in Japan. So it's going to be a remake of that coming over here to the West for the first time. So that's actually pretty cool because I know you were asking about the possibility of you think if, if I thought we were going to get something new Fire Emblem at this yeah. E3. Yeah, I, I kind of thought of it because it, it's been a it's been a few years since. Uh, three houses came out yep. and I mean, everybody was hot on fire emblem. Oh, like for that entire year. Yeah. Yep. So it, it just makes sense that, I mean, it's a couple years out from that. It'd be a, a good time to get a little refresher in there, even if it's a remake or something. I mean, true people, I mean, right now people take what they can get for it. Yeah. And you know, uh, one thing that I, I have thought about, I've thought about it a lot, um, is when it comes to this remake, I'm, I do question if this is like maybe a potential bridge leading up to the bigger project that they're working on potentially, and that being a Three Houses 2. I know that's like, I've, I've thought about this for like literally the past year and a half is the possibility of a Three Houses 2. I think if it was not for the massive success that Fire Emblem Three Houses was for the franchise, I don't think that would be a possibility because you have to keep in mind that means they are they have to either do one of two things. They either have to hard commit to a canon route mm-hmm. or they have to make the multiple games, basically the multiple routes again, which I don't, you know, I don't think is a, a I don't think is a hard thing to do personally, because we've seen it done in games before. Most notably mass effect where you're able to like transfer, like this is what I, this is the playthrough I did and continue yeah. on with that story. So I do think it's possible, but the only downside I've always seen about it and come across is that that would means that they would probably have to commit to a hard canon route. Potentially. I mean, there's also the thing of uh, Fire Emblem before has done a multiverse thing, so they're free to do multiverse because they've done that on several occasions. Okay, I didn't know that. To really mess with people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, there's one. I forget which one it is, but there's one literally where where Lucina comes from. In that game, she is actually the child of the imps of one of the characters and someone else. She comes from the future uh, mul- from a different universe to help them to keep her universe safe. <laughs> Yeah, that's just, yeah, uh, Awakening, right? I think that was Awakening. Yeah, because she's the daughter of Krom. Am I right on that? Because uh, I think you played a little bit yeah, of Awakening. I, I believe you're correct. Yeah, it? she's the daughter of Krom that comes from, like, another, like, from either from the future or from, like, a multiverse to where Krom is young and it helps out with what's going I think that's right. Yeah, because, <laughs> I think that's right. Because in that setting, as you get uh, relationships, you actually get those children come from that same universe to become your units. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, well then, yeah, they can literally just do whatever they want. Yeah. Uh, which, I mean, I would love the Three Houses too. I would absolutely love it. I love that cast so much. I love that game, uh, and I do. I do think it's possible. It's just a matter of Nintendo willing to do the work for it. Uh, and if they if they do put in the work for it, I really think it'd be cool to transfer your save over. You know, like like we do with Mass Effect or Dragon Age or something like something like that. I think that'd be cool. I, I really do. I'd be all about it. Um, the other thing that is apparently set in stone, which I love this. I love this so much because we've talked about this. and I, I've gave my speculation on why this is going to probably be a thing is a Super Mario Party 2. Love that news. I love that the possibility that that may actually come down to play and we'll, we'll see it here in a month. Because uh, when it came to that Super Mario Party update, I, I went on my spill about that, about what I thought it actually meant. Mm-hmm. That I thought it meant that it was going to help catapult to a second one. So if that ends up being true, hey, shout out. That's, that's some decent... 
to some decent reporting on my end, some decent analysis. Let's go. Uh, chances of a Super Mario Party 2 having online at launch. Um, okay, if it wasn't for... <laughs> If it wasn't for the update, I would say 50-50. But now that we got that update, I'm going to say 80%. 80%. I still can't even say it's 100%. Do you think it'll work? No. <laughs> that one, I will tell you. No, it will not. It will be messed up in some capacity. Um, the other piece of news that is pretty much set in stone confirmed, which I don't, I'm not surprised by this, is that there is no Breath of the Wild 2 this year. Uh, I'm not surprised by that for a few different reasons. Uh, that should be a spring game next year, maybe like uh, early summer. I did see, I don't remember what game it was involving, but I did see a report a while back um, involving, I think it was Pokemon related uh, with the games that are coming out, set to come out next year. Because I know, I think it was the, uh, the um, Legends Arceus was the topic mm-hmm. where the report says Nintendo already has a big game planned for early next year. So that would more than likely be Breath of the Wild 2. So gotcha. no, no Breath of the Wild 2 this year is no surprising. And also, uh, new Mario Kart. That'd be cool. Mario Kart 9, I'm just yeah. assuming. Yeah, I mean, that, that'd be that'd be cool. And, you know, I got to say, I understand that Mario Kart 8 is such a high-selling game because it comes with the Switch. But it's also just a lot of people love buying it for it's just because it's a fun party game, yeah. fun game to play with your friends online and stuff. I got I got a question. If Mario Kart 9 actually becomes a thing... Uh, finally, is this thing just going to like blow through sales or is it going to be like extremely average because it doesn't, you know, like, what do you guys think? You, you see my point where it's like, I get people buy Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I get that. But again, it also comes with the Switch. That's where a lot of sales come from. So if a Mario Kart 9 actually happens, do you guys think it's going to just blow through the roof of sales or you guys, it's just going to be average? I think it depends kind of. Uh, it's, it would have to it would have to add something as far as it either tracks characters something to make it where people feel like they need to actually go to a nine because mm-hmm. right now it's like I mean everybody's been playing eight deluxe for however many years it's been it's, I mean that's back mm-hmm. on the what the Wii U yeah that the that yeah it was on the Wii U yeah. so it's like. I mean, that game, people already consider that game to be fantastic. So, True. I mean, they would have to have something extra or give you a reason to actually upgrade to it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it might just kind of be mediocre. Right. Yeah, I'm sort of in agreement with that. My big thing would be you'd have to give people new maps and I guess some newer mechanics because even if you give new maps, people do have their favorite maps and... They would have to also keep the thing what they did with eight and just bring it back pretty much all the classic maps as well to really hold any cloud. So yeah, I agree. Uh, me personally, seeing that news, like while it does excite me for it, I, I'm I'm telling you, I just I really just can't help but think it's just going to be a horribly like I mean it's going to be a good seller. Don't get me wrong, it'll cross a million units easily. You know, it'll probably get up to ten to. 20 million units is going to be my guess, but I mean, I don't think it's going to be anything like, I don't think it's going to be a top selling, like a number one switch game. Yeah. Like, like Mario Kart eight deluxe is that, that was my only thing. Um, and that was the only things on the report in terms of like, this is pretty sure like set in stone. This is happening. Now, some other things that they were told that are iffy. And 
like a will see type of situation is a wind waker twilight princess combo bundle to come out this year which also ties into the zelda 35th which i would absolutely love with the burning passion twilight princess is my favorite zelda and i love wind waker and it makes sense they were wii u titles mm-hmm. just poured them up no big deal easy peasy uh i did not include it on the script but there was some a couple of mentions over a Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask combo instead. So that's also a possibility. We'll see. Uh, no, from from everything that I've personally come across, plus this report, at this time, I do not believe there is another remake of a Zelda game like The Link's Awakening. It's like a handheld one, you know? Yeah. At this time, I do not believe there's another remake for that. I'm still calling the next one to be the uh, the Oracle games. I'm still throwing out that yeet prediction that that's going to be the next one that will potentially get remade. But at this time, there's nothing like that on the table. Uh, there's also going to be, which this one makes perfect sense, uh, more 99-type games, kind of like the Tetris 99 they currently have. They did the Mario 35. Mm-hmm. Uh, the next one that is going to be a potential that's going to come out this year is Donkey Kong 40 since this is the 40th anniversary. So same thing as Mario 35 is you just try to run through the Donkey Kong level with 40 other players as you know whoever last man standing basically and then lastly the other we'll see thing which i think is funny that this is a we'll see thing because how long ago this was announced is freaking detective pikachu on the switch that was like two years ago and there's still nothing about this game i mean so what they got freaking pokemon snap might as well bring the detective in yeah uh, i do know in terms of uh pokemon unite we should be seeing uh actual official information on that next month um because i know the company that's doing that is Tencent, I believe, right? Yep. Uh, they are going to be at Summer Games Fest. Um, and, of course, we should be getting a Pokemon Direct next month as well uh, as around the E3 time. So Pokemon Unite information, we should finally get that next month in terms of when a release is going to happen. It should be still be this year. you think anyone's still really hyped for the Pokemon United MOBA? I am. It's a, it's a MOBA I can play Lucario. I'll play it. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not. I'm not super excited. I was excited about it when it was announced, but it's it's been a while. Yeah, it's it's, it's been a while. Yeah, it's, a year. it's one of those where it was announced, and then I don't know. I might give it a shot when it comes out. I mean, hey John, remember that Lord of the Rings MOBA? There was a Lord of the Rings MOBA. There's always a MOBA. Yeah, there's always a MOBA. There's always a MOBA for something. They just don't last long. No. <laughs> it was fun, though. It was broken to shit, but it was fun. <laughs> I didn't even know that one was a thing. <laughs> Never heard of that one. Uh, but, I mean, I'm still excited for it, personally. Like, when it comes out, I'll probably play it almost immediately upon release. You know, I am interested in it. Um, so, but, um, I mean, that's all the stuff that I've got here on terms of, uh, like, E3 rumors and things along those lines. Well, what are what are some big takeaways from, you know, like, some of the stuff that we just talked about with the Nintendo stuff? I know, John, for you, is probably the Fire Emblem one, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in, the, in whatever Fire Emblem news comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it does end up being kind of like remasters or remakes of of uh, the uh, game you, you talked about. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be interested in it. I'll, yep. I'll, I'll probably pick them up and give them a shot. Right. It's like I don't expect any any news about kind of like what you were saying, like a, a Three Houses yeah, yeah. sequel or anything or like a, a brand new Fire Emblem game. I don't expect that for, well, maybe year or two from now. Yeah, I would say another year. I think, we, I think next next summer is a, a good range to possibly expect something like that. Yeah. I and think if so, and if they did announce something like that, where it's like a brand new game, not a remastered, not a remake or something, 
it's like that would that would shock me completely. Right. I mean, my big takeaway is hopefully Microsoft says something about anything Fable, True. Mass Effect, or True. Dragon Age related. Other than that, the only other real thing I'm really looking forward to right now is Deathloop. That's fair. That's fair. Um, for me, I mean, I would love to see the Wind Waker Twilight Princess combo, but I'm not putting my stock in that. Uh, so I would say that, I, honestly, uh, the 2D Metroid game. I don't know. I, I have I have my eyes on that just because of how little Metroid gets any love. I mean, if Mercury Steam does their usual thing, it'll probably be a very fun game, but it may tick some people off because Mercury Steam does not usually use normal mechanics. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Okay. And touching on that Twilight Princess, uh, Wind Waker, I would much rather see that bundle come out than an Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask. I would too. Hey, John, like, how many times have you beat this? <laughs> uh, which ones? The Ocarina of Time and Majora's? Uh, uh, Ocarina of Time a few times. Uh, Majora's, I, I've never actually owned it. Really? Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, I've, I've never actually owned it. Uh, but... Orchard of Time, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a good game, but kind of kind of leave it to it. To, if people own that ten different ways now. Yeah. Do you guys feel like the Ocarina of Time is basically almost like the Zelda equivalent to what Gen One is for Pokemon at this yes. point? Because that's how I feel. Well, the interesting thing about about uh, Zelda is everybody has a different answer for it. Most people, or not most people, but a lot of people will say Ocarina of Time. But it's just whichever game you played first and beat first. Mm-hmm. Whichever whichever Zelda game you beat first is usually the one that everybody says is their favorite. Unless it's Breath of the Wild. Because then a lot of people changed it to that when it came out. Yeah. I will say I do think Breath of the Wild too. I've said this before. I do think it has the potential to be the best Zelda game. I do think the potential is there. Breath of the Wild, though, I still stand by my statement that it's not the best Zelda. I stand by my statement on that. But Breath of the Wild 2, I do think, has the potential. Because I think they, they're going to, the few things that was wrong with Breath of the Wild, I do think they're going to improve on with the second one. So I'm really, I'm really excited for that. But I'm with you, John. If, if, if we could pick one of the two bundles, give me Wind Waker Twilight. Cause it's been a, it's been a solid few years since I played Wind Waker. So I would love to play through that one again. And I'm, I'm always down to play. I, I usually actually play Twilight Princess beginning to end, usually once a year. I'm, I'm going to be real with you guys. Uh, usually once a year I would go through and replay it uh, up until my GameCube died and I haven't replaced it. Oof. And then the Wii U version came out. So once the Wii U version came out, I, I went back to doing it once a year. I'd usually play through Twilight. I love Twilight so much. Question about Zelda stuff. Mm-hmm. I may be misremembering, but I could have swore. Didn't, wasn't there another game that came out at the same time as Wind Waker? And they were sort of being uh, advertised as like a Dual thing? It's the Ocarina of Time uh, Master Quest. Is that what it was? Yep. I have it. Oh, okay. Yeah, the GameCube era had, well, okay, no, okay, hold on. Four Swords is probably what you're thinking of. Four Swords Adventure, potentially. Okay, I may have misimagined it because I could have swore back when Wind Waker, there was some other one. uh, I'm pretty sure it was either Master Quest or Four Swords Adventures, and if I had put my money on it, I would say it was probably Master Quest, because I... Um, okay, so they had five different Zeldas basically come out, five different Zelda discs come out on the GameCube. Mm-hmm. There was the Ocarina of Time, 
with Ocarina of Time Master Quest. That came out. There was the Zelda Collector's Edition that came out that had Zelda 1, Zelda 2, Ocarina of Time, Majora's Mask, and a Wind Waker demo. There was Wind Waker, and there was Twilight Princess, and there's Four Swords Adventure. So if I had to put my money on it, I would probably say like maybe either Four Swords Adventure since it's the same like art style, like in terms of like the, the link we're talking. Um... Or it was potentially the Ocarina Time Master Quest, or even if it wasn't, you know, on the GameCube, maybe Minish Cap, which had the same type of link as Wind Waker. That's just my immediate guesses to your question. Say, looking at looking at it, it looks like Minish Cap was uh, the game that came out closest to it. Yeah. So Minish- okay, I think that may be what I'm thinking of them. Which I gotta say, Minish Cap is probably my favorite handheld Zelda game. I absolutely just I, I love Minish Cap. Minish Cap is so much fun. That'd be a game that I would love to see it like remade or something up to like in the same sort of graphics as the Link's Awakening, which was a, a nice, very you know cutesy you know upgrade. You know I would love to see that for Minish Cap. Minish Cap's great. Um, all right, so the last little piece of news we have here today, which I thought was kind of interesting when I came across it, is uh, you know over the past like what like year and a half or so, Sony has slowly been releasing some of their larger like PS4 titles on Steam. Like I know Horizons on there now. Um, there are some others and I'm just drawing a massive blank on at the moment. I think days gone is set to be one of the next ones that's coming out. It came out. Okay. It did come out. Um, so with all that said, Sony has set up a section on steam for PlayStation studios, uh, you know, to really build up that presence. One of the next big titles they're going to potentially release is going to be possibly like a God of war. But the big question on this with them doing that, building their own kind of section, you know, on steam, you know, starting to release more titles, starting to get more into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of the possibility that Sony is, you know, really kind of with the long-term plan of trying to get like a PlayStation client on the uh, the PC? Because I feel like what they're doing right now is them building their presence on PC, building that, hey, we are now stepping into, you know, the PC realm that we have not really stepped in before. What do you think of the possibility is that if it's successful and they put like, you know, these older titles out to bring some sales, then maybe they put some newer titles out as they release. What do you think of the possibility is that they just, you know, break away and, do their own clients that does feel like a Sony move. Let's be real. I mean, I feel like it would be good. I it would just be a sort of a continuation of where we're going with everything of just pretty much being able to play anything on any platform yep. that you want. I mean, we'll probably see some exclusives here and there for certain things for a time, but I think we're leaning away from games that are exclusively on a system and but maybe just be exclusive for like a year or so and then go on the other things. Mm-hmm. Just to more or less have just like play what you want on any system, right? A uh, couple thoughts on that. One, them it's like PlayStation if they created their own kind of ecosystem, their own launcher, and that. Right. I could see them doing that because it feels like a Sony move. It's, <laughs> it feels like a Sony move, but it's one of the things. It's like already. Like if you if you're a primary PC player, you got to have like six or seven different launchers mm-hmm. across yeah, true. to be able to play all the different games. My other uh, my other thing right now is yeah, Sony's finally releasing games like on Steam, but like Horizon on Steam, it's like forty nine dollars thirty. It's either forty or fifty dollars right now. Yeah, on it's, Steam. Al- it's almost full price. And I yeah. just I just checked it on the PlayStation Store. You can get the Horizon like bundle for twenty dollars. Mm-hmm. But it's like if you want to play it on PC, you gotta pay pretty much retail price of when it came out. Yep. So it's like I would like to see a if it's gonna if they're gonna make that move or if they're gonna continue trying to bring games over, just kinda keep it a little more in line. More balanced. 
Yeah, it's like kind of keep it balanced between them and not not make people pay two, two and a half times the price of what it is on console just because like they've been holding out on you for this long. I know another one that just dawned on me, a game that is on Steam is uh, that Detroit Become Human. Yep. And I think the price for that on Steam is like, what, like 30 bucks? And it's like you can get it for $10 on PlayStation or something yeah, like that? Yeah, probably. Yeah. So that's just another example of that. So yeah. so far, all I think all of the PlayStation games that have come to Steam have come out close to the original retail price. Yeah, as far as I've seen, that's pretty much how it's been. Days Gone is what, 40 Yeah, it's forty nine ninety nine. 49 okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, damn. I believe so. I could be wrong. It may be only 39 but last I saw, it was right in the 40 range, so. Okay. Well, it'll be interesting to see if they end up, you know, as they release more, you know, like some of their backlog that's really popular, like God of War, I think, is going to be one that would get some eyes on it and stuff. It'll be interesting to see if they end up at some point a year from now or so breaking away and doing their own clients. Like I said, that does feel like a Sony move. That does feel like something they would do. So it'll be interesting to see what they do out of that. Um, So that does it for today's show. I do have one last little tidbit that I just randomly thought of that I do want to go ahead and throw out there into the universe. Uh, Like I think it was actually, yeah, it was on 39 because when you were here, I was talking about that, uh, that lawsuit going on right now between Mm -hmm. Apple and Epic and uh, the possibility of, of, of Samus not, uh, not going over to Fortnite was my big thing. I want to go ahead and throw out in the universe now that there, it does look like I'm going to potentially eat my words and Samus may go to Fortnite. Cause I did see, Damn. I did see someone post up like a little, it was almost like a little scroll post or something like that. That's in game of Fortnite where it kind of like teased future characters. I know one, uh, like from the silhouettes, I think one looked kind of like Ryu is what people were thinking. One looked like another character from, I think street fighter or something. But then there was another silhouette that is very, very fucking clearly Samus because of the big shoulder pads and the stance, whatever, yeah. very clearly Samus. So it looks like I may eat my words on that one. If so, Hey, that that's a good thing. That I mean, that is a good thing. I just it shocks me. It really doesn't. Turns sh- out it's Ar- Arthur on stilts. <laughs> that that'd be funny, <laughs> man. It it really will shock me if that ends up coming true. And I guess we'll find out next month at E three. But it that blows me away that Nintendo is going to allow that. But hey, at the same time, you know, like I was pitching from a business standpoint. That's a good thing to do for Metroid, especially with Prime 4 coming out and now the you know report of this new 2D, 2D game coming out. Mm-hmm. Get, get eyes on the franchise. Just get eyes on the franchise that you've given basically barely any support for for years. Uh, but with that said, now that's the end of the show. Uh, do you guys have anything you guys want to say before we uh, wrap things up, get out of here? I would like to say thank you for listening all the way to the end uh, on whatever platform you are, whether video or audio. Like, subscribe, rate, Star, comment, anything that your platform allows. It does help. Thank you. Yeah, and I just want to say thanks for listening. Thanks for having me back. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Hopefully we can maybe get you back also next week because I do acknowledge the possibility that I probably will not pick up Biomutant on launch day. I know, Zach, you will, and I know you're planning on it. So, you know, if you could possibly come back next episode, if you got the time, both of you guys can give your first thoughts on Biomutant. Because I do, I don't think I'm going to probably get it on launch day because I'm still going to be in Mass Effect mode, pretty hardcore, and I'm just going to wait till probably Friday when I get paid. So so maybe next week, have you back on. We'll see. You know, talk about some Biomutant, talk about some... uh, you know, some good shit going on over there because I am very curious to hear you guys' thoughts uh, on, on how that game's going to go and kind of start things off. But 
yeah, if you guys made it all the way to the end, we appreciate the hell out of you for that. Uh, you know, make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel if you're watching over there. Make sure to like the video or dislike it either or. Uh, whatever platform you're listening on, like Zach said, whatever you can do to help us out here, like it, comment, whatever. But most importantly, you can also be a friend, tell a friend you listen to the show. We'd greatly appreciate that. Uh, support us further at Patreon if you would like to. If not, no big deal. Uh, you can also go follow us on Twitter at LH Gamers Podcast. I almost butchered that. I almost forgot <laughs> it for a split second because we just changed it. All right, guys, that's going to do it from us. Have a great day. Bye.